Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. We're back again with another edition of the Tybee Island Police Blotter. Crystal, do you want to tell us about the latest account of odors emitting from various and sundry vehicles? I would love to. Thank you. Please proceed. On Sunday, April 2nd, officers responded to the area of 8th Street and 2nd Avenue for a hit and run. Uh-oh, it's sounding like it's getting a little bit more dangerous here. We'll see. While speaking with officers, witnesses stated that a vehicle struck a nearby mailbox, causing visible damage. That's the worst kind of damage right there is, is when it's visible. Because yeah, the instead of the invisible damage, kind. Like, how are you going to know there's been damage unless it's visible? You wouldn't. Afterwards, the driver got out, looked at the mailbox, and left the scene. During the course of the investigation, officers were able to obtain the driver's address and located her at her home. While speaking with our team, the woman admitted to striking the mailbox, but stated that she left the scene without telling anyone because she didn't see any damage. Now, she was cited accordingly. You said it was visible damage. Right. And she said there was no visible damage. So who am I supposed to believe here? I think she's lying. Why would she lie in this situation? I <laughs> Probably can't because she had been drinking and wanted to get home and get all those odors out of her vehicle and yeah. all, like empty yeah. the empty the cans out of her car before yeah. they came to see her. Fleeing the scene of the crime is always a good idea when you're drunk, right? I'm just thinking it's probably that mailbox with the Ken doll on top. Like yeah. he's laying on the ground. I didn't see any damage. We have a mailbox and I don't think it has it anymore, but it's on it the does. back side of the island. And that is where they would have a Kindle on a surfboard. And every time we'd go by there, something, some mishap had befallen poor Ken, right? Yeah, he's always on the ground. He just gets beat up real bad. It's almost like it's a bad idea to make a target, isn't it? Right. The last time I drove over there, though, he was he was up and surfing. Well, good for so Ken. I bet I haven't been since this lady went by, so maybe that's what she hit. Maybe he's just a headless kin on the mailbox now. No visible damage, of course. No, I hope not. Later that night, officers responded to an address on 11th Terrace in reference to a noise complaint. While speaking with our team, the caller stated that people at a nearby residence had been in the pool and blasting loud music for the past three nights. That's the worst. That's at that the time, worst. officers went over to the house in question to ask them to keep the noise level down. Upon their arrival, the occupants of the noisy house informed officer that the caller had originally taken matters into his own hands by walking over to their house and trying to force his way through a gate. <laughs> oh. According to several witnesses, after the caller was confronted, he shoved one member of their party. After speaking with everyone involved, officers placed the original caller under arrest for a simple battery. All the tables have turned, uh-huh. have they not? While subsequently searching his pockets, officers discovered a white powdery substance <laughs> that field tested positive for cocaine. So they have to send off Advil to be investigated at a crime lab in Atlanta, but yet... You just rubbed this on his, they, they just, on his gums. He's, yeah, the cop's like, well, we got to check this one out right here. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, this here, I believe, is cocaine. <laughs> this revelation resulted in an additional charge of possession of a controlled substance. Why would this person call the cops to come on the scene and have a illegal drug on his person? Probably because he was under the influence of said drug. So he probably thought he would go like just take care of it himself and it didn't work. So he's like, well, I better get the police involved and 
got that, jacked up on cocaine. Like, yeah. turn it down. And it's, it's probably just like three or four old ladies sitting there playing bridge and had like <laughs> Mozart playing on the, on the radio. It's just too much. That same evening, officers responded to the beach in reference to a man passed out underneath the pier. After waking the man, officers noticed that he smelled similar to an alcoholic drink. <laughs> And that his eyes had a glossy look about them. I, I just sort of figured that would be what would follow that yeah, first you knew it was coming. descriptor. A subsequent check through the GCIC computer revealed that there was an active warrant for his arrest through another jurisdiction. Never would have From thought that. From what I know about this guy, I'm totally flabbergasted that this could be the case. I know. I know him so well just from his glossy eyes and smell. Oh, yeah. We've seen him at the sandbar for <laughs> sure. At that time... The man informed an officer that he had to use the restroom and asked if it would be possible for him to go. As the pair walked towards the bathroom, the man suddenly attempted to sprint away, but was quickly grabbed by the helpful officer. I mean, I needed to use the bathroom on the north end of the <laughs> island is what I'm trying to say. It's only a you know mile and a half away, right? He was then placed under arrest and transported to the Chatham County Detention Center to await extradition on his warrant. Just this never-ending stream of odors emitting from people, vehicles, places all over this island. How did he think he was going to get away from a police officer? You know they the training they do? I don't even think it takes training to catch a, a drunk dude guy. that's completely <laughs> wasted. But, but I could still, be it's like you're not going to outrun him. And if he had to, he could tase you. So where are you going to go? Plus, they have radios and other yeah, cops Yeah, other cops. Like, what do you think you're going to do? It's not like you're leaving the place. On Tuesday, April 4th, officers responded to the area of the water tower behind the Tybee Island Police Department in reference to a report of people trespassing in a construction site. While speaking with our officers, the complainant identified himself as the foreman of a crew conducting work on the water tower. According to the foreman, the guests on the nearby campground had been using a porta potty on the work site without permission, resulting in increased costs to keep it clean. As a result, the foreman placed a lock on the porta potty, which was subsequently removed and tossed to the side by one of the campers. This resulted in a heated argument between the two, forcing the officers to intervene. In the end, the parties were separated and the campers were told they would have to do their business elsewhere. What are you trying to say? I can't get in that there porta potty. Out there is a blessing from God he sent <laughs> just for us over here at the campsite. Like, this is so Tybee. Like, really? You're going to use the porta potty? And uh, and as soon as they got done, he's like, go dogs. Yeah, go dogs. <laughs> so do they have bathrooms? I think they have like a um, clubhouse type deal over there where you can go. Because they have a pool and things, I believe. Don't all those RVs have a bathroom in them? Isn't that one of the things that an RV at a campground is made for? I don't know. I think the bigger ones do. But, I mean, campers probably don't. You know, the ones they pull on trucks, pull the trucks, but... Um, I'd just be glad they're using a porta potty and not the sidewalk. Yeah, but I guess the guy is responsible for how much he has to pay to clean up the mess. So uh -huh. if it's just for his crew, I guess it doesn't make sense that he get a, Maybe upset a about it. Maybe a little bit less of a problem. I, I can't imagine having to clean up after the general public. No. That same day, one of our officers was on patrol in the area of Strand Avenue when he spotted a car going the wrong way on Tabrisa. That happens so often. It's a one-way street. It's where all the bars and everything are. And for some reason, 
People don't seem to be able to read, and all the parking spots are angled one direction. Right. So it's no way you can sort of mix that up. It's one way all the way down Tabrisa and down Strand and all the way down 18th Street. And people will come down 18th Street the wrong way, which I'm usually working over there a lot. And people are always coming the wrong way. And it's a wide road, so it looks like it'd be two lanes, but it's parking on each side of the road. So people will come and park facing the wrong way, and you'll get a ticket for that. So I am um, like three times a week, I have to go out there and warn people and be like, uh, you might want to turn your car around. So yeah, people don't read signs very well. Yeah, the big, huge signs at the top of the road that say, do, do not, not enter. <laughs> After stopping the vehicle, the officer learned that the driver did not have a license. He was subsequently placed under arrest and charged with wrong way on a one-way street and no driver's license. Maybe well, he didn't learn this in driver's lot. education because he didn't take it because he doesn't have a license. And it's probably not his car. Probably even. not. I don't understand the way these people do this, but I'm beginning to think from all the stuff that we've learned and all these reports is that probably when an officer on this island approaches a vehicle, his first thoughts in his head or her first thoughts in her head is that, number one, this person does not have a license. Right. What they do have is a warrant for arrest in another county, and they also probably have an illegal substance in or on their person. Yeah, I think if you see someone going really fast or going the wrong way, your first assumption has to be there's that's not the only thing they're doing wrong. So you got to go check that out. Because I think like if you were just going a few miles per hour over the speed limit and you're local, they're probably not going to think, oh, they're probably drunk. But, you know, if they're from Ohio Going 60. Florida yeah. or Nova Scotia or wherever we've seen those license plates from. There's a lot of people that come here from Ohio, I've noticed. Yeah, that's what I said, Ohio. On Saturday, April 8th, one of our officers was on patrol in the area of Butler Avenue when he checked a vehicle speed at 50 in a 30-mile-per-hour zone. After stopping the car, the officer noticed that the driver had bloodshot eyes and he smelled similar to an alcoholic beverage. The officer also noticed that the man's pants were unzipped, and there was a cell phone in his lap. I need to remind you, this is a family-friendly podcast before you go any further with this particular story. <laughs> it doesn't get more detailed than that. I think that's all we need to know. I've already got a grotesque picture in my head. Thank you so much for sharing. It's not me. It's these crazy people. When asked how much he had to drink that evening, the man admitted to having a few beers, but declined to participate in a field sobriety test. At that time, he was placed under arrest and charged with speeding, hands-free violation, and DUI. Hands-free. <laughs> so his hands Clever. weren't on the wheel. They were on the phone. They were on the phone. That's mm -hmm. what I was getting at. And, mm -hmm. uh, shame on you for thinking I was insinuating anything else. <laughs> at least he told the truth. He had some beers. I mean, he probably was underestimating it. But. Well, that's what we call in a lying by omission, you know, yeah. where he, he admitted to some of the truth. Mm-hmm. He didn't talk about hanging out with his buddy over there at the place that they were doing a noise complaint when they had some of that Colombian uh, no sugar. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't ask him if he had anything else. They just, <laughs> how much have you had to drink tonight, sir? Oh, wow. Not much oh, no, beer. no, no. Just a few beers. <laughs> yeah. Not long after, another officer was sitting in his patrol car when he spotted a golf cart driving through a nearby parking lot. As the driver of the golf cart noticed the officer, he put the vehicle in reverse and backed up until he seemed to believe that he was out of sight. <laughs> he then turned off the headlights, taillights, 
and roof-mounted amber light before suddenly accelerating out of the parking lot and across Highway 80. After stopping the golf cart, the officer noticed that the driver's speech was slurred, his eyes were glossy, and that he had an odor similar Similar to to that that of an an alcoholic drink drink emitting from from his his body. body. When asked about a styrofoam cup in the cup holder that also smelled like an alcoholic drink, the driver stated that it wasn't his and he had no idea where it came from. That's my cousin's cup. I wasn't drinking on that. He left Where'd it in here. Where'd that come from? He also left that eight ball back <laughs> in the back. I ain't got nothing to do with that, officer. During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the man had been operating the golf cart while under the influence of alcohol. At that time, he was placed under arrest and charged with headlights required after dark, open container, and DUI. Well, the moral of this story is, don't be a moron. Right. Like, you really think you're going to fool the cops by you turning your Johnny lights off? You think Johnny Law didn't see you back up? Come on now. He ain't the one that been drinking. Well, the problem is, like, you're not allowed to cross Highway 80 in only certain places. There's, like, three spots I think we were allowed to, three or maybe four. Yeah, so he was clearly crossing where he shouldn't be, or he wouldn't have turned his lights out like a moron. <laughs> well, I think even if he had crossed at a legal place, he probably still would have got pulled over. Probably. On Sunday, April 9th, one of our officers was monitoring traffic along Butler Avenue when he checked a vehicle speed at 64 miles per hour in a 30 mile per hour zone. Now they're really flirting with danger. As the officer turned on his lights and sirens, the vehicle sped up and made a quick turn onto 4th Street, almost striking two pedestrians in the process. They must have really had some motors emitting from that vehicle, is all I can figure. (laughs) Once on 4th, the vehicle encountered a group of mobile trailers blocking the roadway. (laughs) Got him! (laughs) After stopping the vehicle, the driver exited and was immediately detained by our officers. A check of the vehicle's license plate revealed that it bore an improper tag and had no insurance. Shocker. I know I am stunned. A subsequent check of the driver's license revealed that it was suspended and that she... Did you think it was going to be a she? No, you say that. I thought it was a he. And the one that hit the mailbox, for some reason, I just immediately assumed that it it was going to be a man. man. And then it turns out that uh, it's it's the women that are the bad drivers. (laughs) She had several active warrants for her arrest, to include one for armed robbery. Okay, now that's something I wouldn't have figured for a woman. That seems a little bit abnormal. Hey, women are equal these days. We can rob... We can rob just as good as the men, apparently. we can carry and traffic (laughs) cocaine and hit mailboxes and, you know, just drive our golf cart straight (laughs) across the island with no lights. We can do all those things and don't get me started on them (laughs) porta-potties. During this same time, officers noticed that the driver had an odor similar to that of an alcoholic beverage emitting from her body and that there was an open beer bottle in the center console of the vehicle. Smart. She smart. was then placed under arrest and charged with speeding, reckless driving, fleeing, and attempting to elude failure to yield to pedestrians in a crosswalk, improper transfer of plate, no insurance, open container, DUI, and non-local warrants. Man, she was racking them up that night. I got the trifecta times three. <laughs> she got a bunch of charges. Sometime later, the registered owner of that vehicle came to Tybee Island Police Department and attempted to report it as stolen. During the course of an investigation, 
it was learned that she also had an active warrant <laughs> and was likewise placed under arrest. Look, I'm just trying <laughs> to get back the property that's mine. And please, if you don't mind, don't check my personal <laughs> and or criminal records. And please don't look at my purse. <laughs> I tell you right now, first of all, there are no drugs in my purse. Before you even ask, I ain't got no drugs in my purse. I don't have anything in a balloon stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show. Come on. You're the stuck one. Stuck no. up my sock. <laughs> What did you think I was going to oh, say? I'm sorry, Lorelai. My sock. <laughs> I, you're, you are really confounding me. On Monday, April 10th, one of our officers was on patrol when he found a man sleeping in the roadway on Solomon Avenue. Time to end it all. Best I, way to do it, just lay hey, in the road. That's not as uncommon as you might think. I know a few people that sleep in the yard. Occasionally, there's a difference between a yard and a road, but okay. Well, sometimes you don't make it all the way to the yard. Yeah, you just pass out <laughs> feet away. The officer then attempted to wake the man who shushed him in response. <laughs> Shh, sleep in here. Ain't you got no dignity about yourself? Let me sleep. After finally convincing the snoozing man that he needed to wake up, the officer noticed that he had an odor similar to that of an alcoholic drink. Emitting from his body. You might as well just stop saying that. Just We should just do a blanket <laughs> statement before the beginning of the show, sort of like the way people do trigger warnings. Be like, warning, in this episode, every single case is going to be a person emitting odors similar to an alcoholic beverage. Please, viewer discretion advised. Well, he was unable to provide coherent responses to questions. While helping the man to his feet, the officer also noticed that his face was scratched and bloody. Believing the man to be a danger to himself or others, if left to his own devices, the officer placed him under arrest for disorderly conduct. He's probably just saving that man's life. That's all he's doing. So sleeping in the road is disorderly conduct, people. Don't try it. Well, it seems like a pretty <laughs> orderly situation. There's, I mean, you're, you're tired, you're sleepy, there's a road. It looks really comfortable and quite safe. Or maybe you just sleep on the beach. I'm sure there's going to be a story about that at some point here. Actually, the dude on the pier is close enough, I guess. Yeah. On Tuesday, April 11th, one of our officers was on patrol in the area of Highway 80 when he spotted a vehicle failing to maintain its lane. That's usually because there are odors forcing the car to swerve. <laughs> yeah. After stopping the vehicle, the officer noticed that the driver's eyes were red and glossy. Followed and by. Wait, wait, wait. This is a little bit different. And there was an odor similar to that of marijuana emitting from within. Oh, no. Ooh. Now he's getting a little bit serious here. During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the man had been operating a motor vehicle while under the influence of drugs. Drugs are bad, kids. Don't do the drugs. Just say no. He was then placed under arrest and charged with failure to maintain lane, no license on person, and DUI, drugs. At least he didn't have one of them there <laughs> felony warrants like all these other people seem to have. Well, he didn't have his license with him, so I guess he actually has one. So he is the kind of person with a name, at least. <laughs> I do own a name. It is not with me currently, so I cannot divulge. While on the scene, officers learned that the passenger of the vehicle had an active warrant through another jurisdiction. Yeah, there See, it there is. it is. There it is. <laughs> at that time, she... Was also placed under arrest. See, it's just all the women. You know, it turns out, I guess maybe I'm just sexist. You are. I'm a bigot. You I just, just can't think let men are the bad guys. It. You can't let women have anything. You can't. Go ahead, ladies. <laughs> have all the felonies and the drugs and the warrants and, you know, don't search my personages kind of things. Mm -hmm. You can have it. 
Later that same day, officers responded to a report of kids throwing rocks at a house on Bay Street. While speaking with officers, the complainant showed them a security video, which clearly shows juveniles running onto the property and throwing something at the camera. It wouldn't be 50 to 100 juveniles, would it? I hope not. Is it the same crowd that scattered from the party that one night? Quick, run. It's a party busting <laughs> cop. We're and like a, 75 a party of children just scattered out from under all the rocks. <laughs> I just and see like, like this roving band of juveniles that just roams the island getting into mischief, throwing rocks and yeah, they're like, listening to music. <laughs> it looks like he's in some trouble now, man. We's here to have some party in time and we throwing rocks. <laughs> Parents, you're asked to speak to your children about the legal and physical dangers associated with this kind of activity. So don't let your kids come out here throwing rocks or seashells or sand. That's the worst. That's kicking up sand. You know what's worse than that is when people are on the beach and they pick up their beach towel and they start shaking it off when you're sitting beside them or upwind of them or downwind of them. Kids like to just pick it up in a shovel and just throw it in the air. And they're not trying to get it on you, but they do because of the wind. And it's like they're just completely oblivious, and you're over here like, like kids, children, grow up, (laughs) quit having fun, stop being children. You're ruining my adult. Go be a juvenile somewhere else. Happy, stop it. Go be a juvenile somewhere else. Go Go throw throw some rocks. (laughs) Go throw rocks, kid. We don't know what the message we're trying to deliver (laughs) here is, but at least we're consistent on don't let your kids throw sand or rocks, I guess, unless it's away from us. As long as it's not near my house, I don't care what you do with it. On Thursday, April 13th, officers responded to Tibresa Street in reference to a possible phone scam. While speaking with our team, the victim stated that she received a call from a subject who identified himself as Officer Officer Michael Michael Owens. Owens. And provided the badge number of 1173. What's your badge number? (laughs) Four. Four. (laughs) That's not enough numbers, I'm thinking. (laughs) The victim further stated that Owens claimed that he had warrants for her arrest and that she needed to pay $706 in order to keep herself out of jail. In an effort to avoid being arrested... The victim paid. You know, this is something that actually happens quite frequently. And they can intimidate people that don't want to run afoul of the law. But when you're like me, you don't care. You know, these people calling like they act like they're the IRS. Mm -hmm. And like, well, it turns out you owe us money. (laughs) I'll be like, well, I guess we're going to see each other in court. (laughs) Come get me. You know where I live. (laughs) Look, you know where to serve the warrant. Just show on up. Then I'm going to go drive around on my golf cart, turn all the lights off, fly across Highway 80. So either this person is was just very, like, follows authority and really believed it, or they have something much worse and they really do think they have active warrants. Oh, no. Like, if they I tell forgot me about that I one. have an active warrant against me, I'm going to want to know what that warrant is. You know what I mean? Like, well, you what send did me $706 <laughs> in Amazon gift cards, <laughs> then and then we'll you. get your account straightened right up. Yeah, so if someone calls you and says his name is Officer Owens, I would uh, question that badge number. Tell them to send a patrol car to the house <laughs> and you'll talk to them about it or you'll meet them at the station. Please remember that officers of the Tybee Island Police Department will never call and ask you to pay money or take care of warrants and avoid going to jail. If you have questions as to whether or not an officer that spoke to you on the phone is an actual member of the Tybee Island Police Department, you can always call our non-emergency number to verify their employment and report suspicious conduct. And this goes for any city. If any police officer calls you, you might want to verify what they're talking about because anybody can do that. 
And then you ask them if they know the secret police officer handshake. <laughs> and if they don't know the secret police officer handshake, then it's a pretty obvious account of them being a false police officer. Yeah, I know this is a phone scam, but there are way worse scams that I've seen. If you heard about, there's a show now that's covering it, but I'd heard about this before where these, this guy used to call like uh, fast food restaurants and have them do really bad stuff, telling them that he was with the police and the FBI. Have you heard about that? I haven't heard about that, no. Yeah, he would have like young women and say, accuse them of stealing and he would like if they didn't like show like take their clothes off in front of their managers and stuff to yeah, show that the, to show yeah. that they hadn't stolen anything that they were going to be arrested. That's and terrible. The, the managers went along with it because they believed it too. And like everybody's confused and and it's just a whole thing. Like you would not believe the extent it went to. And it was like hundreds of places that this happened in. Who goes around and says? I'm going to be the worst person on earth today for no good and reason. What, what do you get out of it? You're just on the phone. You don't even see what's happening. Like, I don't understand. Maybe it's a power trip. Yeah, I, it must be. But like, yeah, that's a whole show. I think it's on Netflix. But I had heard it on a podcast previously, at least one or two that have covered this. Uh, I don't even remember where it happened, but it was all over. I think it was in the 90s and early 2000s. Well, one Beware. of my favorite things to watch talking about scams is I love watching the YouTube videos of the hacker guys getting called by the telemarketers and find them in India. And then they're like, they reverse trace where they are and then they hack into their web cameras and they're like, Oh, are you here? And they're like, how do you know this? And he's like, I've already emptied your account and I've like cleaned out your system of contact information. They freak out. And I'm like, every one of those videos, I'm like, Oh, this is glorious. Yeah. I love those. So my advice is, we've already told you, don't ever open your front door. And now, don't answer your phone. If it's not someone you know, don't answer it. They'll don't leave you a voicemail. Don't have a home phone. Get a cell phone. Yeah. If they want to really talk Grow to you. Grow a beard, shave it off. They'll leave you a message. And if it seems legit, then call them back. If it's the police, call back the actual police department and verify. Don't just give them your money. Okay, so don't listen to her because we don't give out legal advice. So please don't take any of this as legal advice. This is just us talking about our own individual. I say, don't answer the phone. You don't have to answer your phone. I mean, every time they've shown up to my door with a warrant, I tell you what, I make sure they're an officer. <laughs> yeah. Even if they're wearing you a mask. You think I'm joking? <laughs> You've never had a warrant. Right. <laughs> Our listeners would be shocked if you had a warrant for anything. You would be shocked if you ever, if I've gotten even a ticket before. I know, I would be. You would be shocked that I haven't gotten a ticket before. I am shocked that you haven't gotten a ticket. The way I drive. You should be shocked I have gotten a ticket. And you have, and I haven't. And you have. It should be reversed. It just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Of course, my ticket involved not even having been fully pulled out of the parking space I was in yet. I'm pretty sure that both of us could talk our way out of it for different reasons. I would bore them to tears. No, I think you're a smooth enough talker. You could could just convince them that you're a smooth talker now, eh? (laughs) That you were just, I do uh, have a very dulcet tone to my voice. Oh, that's I? a bad word. Dulcet? I don't like that word. That's not oh, that's going words. up there with supper. Let oh. me write that down on the script here. <laughs> of the unusable words. So tell me about some traffic numbers. Okay, it looks like the highest number we had was 12,685 people coming on Friday the 7th. 
of uh-huh. April. All right. That is a lot of people. And it has jumped up quite a bit since our last report, it hasn't has. it? has. So it's averaging, you know, six to 12,000, depending on the day, like middle week, 6,000 weekends up to 12. I will be interested to see what happens after this weekend because yes. there's an event going on on the island that we're not going to talk about. But if you search on anything, you can sort of figure out what it is and it will bring a lot of people. Yeah, we're expecting huge crowds. They've got it down to one lane on and one lane off and you can't go down Tabrisa. So there's going to be a lot going on. We're about to go take the dogs on a W-A-L-K and see what's happening out there. Can't believe you even spelled the word. (laughs) I think Coffee's figured that one out. Yeah, I think they're learning to spell. There were 15 unfortunate doggies that got caught on the beach. This last two weeks. Poor little dogs. They don't know they're on the beach. They were just trying to have a little fun. 39 people brought glass onto the beach. What? There's huge signs at every single crossover. Tell you what you can't do. They didn't used to have those signs, but now every crossover has massive signs. Yeah, nothing else out of the ordinary, except there was one motorized vehicle on the beach. This is not Daytona Beach. You can't drive your car down there. Do you remember that time we were out here at night and a full-blown motorcycle just went flying by like 100 miles an hour right by the water? I do remember that. Yeah, I'm not thinking that that was authorized. No, I don't think so. But maybe there's like a bylaw or something. It might have been the guy in the golf cart, though. I'm thinking it could be. So you know what we ought to do? What? We ought to get the dogs, go outside, turn all the lights off on our golf cart, fly across the road... (laughs) And just see if we can figure out what's going on and maybe go shut that party down that's happening right up the street. What do you think? That sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Let's go.